Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at the College of DuPage. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Malik. Later in today's episode, I'm going to lead the conversation on how to give your elevator pitch in the summary section of your resume. And I'm another one of your hosts, Pierre Michaels, and I will end the episode with this week's question submitted to our listener mailbag at careerpodcast at cod.edu about needing different resumes for different applications. But first, you'll hear from our other host, Rebecca Harrington. Thanks. I'm going to start our episode today with some information about our resource of the day, VMOC Smart Resume. VMOC is a resume review software. Students upload their resumes and get feedback from an AI program within a minute. I wanted to talk about VMOC because it is something we use to help students format their resumes for the applicant tracking system or the ATS. (laughs) We may have talked about dealing with the ATS before, but it's a good thing to bring up. (laughs) So when we submit our resume to an online application, often it is being reviewed first by a computer. Recruiters and hiring managers will tell the ATS what to look for on resumes that are submitted for a job. They tell it what keywords and job experience to look for. And if the applicant does not have that information on their resume, then that resume never gets to a person to look at. I saw a statistic that up to 80% of resumes submitted never make it to a person. That's insane. It is. (laughs) So unfortunately, a lot of times people may actually have the right information on their resume, but if it isn't formatted correctly, the system may not recognize it. Or sometimes people struggle with just how to effectively communicate the information that the employers want to see on their resume, and it doesn't make it through the ATS. A system like VMOC does a few things. One, it reviews your resume like a computer. This way you can see what a computer sees to know if it's able to recognize your name, your jobs, your education, and of course, the details and the keywords that it's looking for. It will also take a look at the content of your resume and make sure you are really showing your skills in the best way. VMUC uses a lot of similar skills to the NACE competencies that we've talked a lot about before, like communication, teamwork, and leadership, so that it can make sure your resume is showing off those universal skills. While it is a good idea to not just have one person, but several people read your resume to make sure it flows well and has the needed information, it's also a good idea to have a computer look at it so that you know for sure that it's going to make it past that applicant computer system and get to a person. If you are a student listening to this that goes to College of DuPage, you can get to VMOC by visiting our website, cod.edu slash career services, and completing the service request form asking for an e-review. If you are a college student at another college, you should check with your career services to see if they have VMOC or a similar program. If you are an alumni or a community member or just a person listening that's not going to school, um, you can use VMOC or other programs like it. You just unfortunately would have to pay for it. Uh, But you might find it worth it so that you know that your resume is going to get through the system and actually to a person. And then even when it gets to that person that hopefully it'll have the information that they want. 
thanks again, Rebecca, for talking about VMOC. Um, if you are a student at College of DuPage, definitely take advantage of it. Um, we're going to transition into our main topic today, which is talking about um, your pitch, so your resume summary. Um, so with a summary section on your resume, this is a quick introduction into who you are as a professional, and it's placed right after your contact information on your resume. The summary section can also be called profile, career focus, professional summary. From our last episode, we talked about how to verbally give your elevator pitch to employers and recruiters. So in addition to that, you can also um, put your elevator pitch in your resume with that summary. So within your summary, it should be three to four lines max, um, and you don't want to use any I statements. You can also think of your summary as um, an attention getter, so kind of like an attention getter of a paper. Um, so really think about it as if this was the only thing an employer could see on your resume. What would you want it to say about you to catch their attention? So employers are looking at many resumes, and it really only takes about seven seconds to make that first impression. So you want to make sure that it's a good one and it's a strong one, too. So there are three different parts to the summary that we'll break down and then we'll share an example. Um, so the first part of that professional summary is introducing yourself. So really thinking about who am I as a professional? So you can state that you're a professional with X years of experience in a certain field. Um, so if it's five years, 30 years, make sure to mention that. You can also say that you're a student or if you want to add your job title right now, you can add that in there too. The next part of that summary is talking about what unique skills and experiences you have that are going to make you stand out to an employer. And that last part is encompassing what your goals are and how do they connect back to an employer's goals. So it's really important for you to customize this summary in addition to customizing your resume, as we've talked about many times, <laughs> but really customize that summary to each job posting. It really shouldn't be generic because employers are looking for different types of skills in candidates and they want different things. They also have different goals and a different vision mission and things like that. Um, so I'm going to share an example and we'll break it down together. So on this resume, someone introduces themselves as an innovative graphic design student with strengths in logo development, InDesign, and CAD software, offers practical experience from a digital marketing internship, and a drive to remain skilled in the latest trends in design while staying true to brand. So the first part of this is this person identified themselves, right? So they identified themselves as an innovative graphic design student. So we already know who they are. The skills that they shared are they have skills in logo development, InDesign, CAD software. They also mentioned a digital marketing internship, which could really set them apart from other candidates. Um, and the last part of that professional summary was talking about their goals. So they said they wanted to remain skilled in the latest trends, stay true to brand. Um, so this specific part, like I mentioned before, could have come from a company's website or a position description. So it's really important to incorporate that within your professional summary. What'll help you in developing this professional summary is definitely looking at resume examples. I know it can be, again, kind of tricky to formulate everything. And also, if you um, want to see a career advisor or career specialist for help, they can also assist you with that part of the resume and obviously the rest of your resume. Um, so with that being said, Pierre and Rebecca, what are your thoughts on the, the resume summary? 
So for me, this is the most important part of a resume, right? And it's actually optional. You know, it's not something that needs to be there, but something that I think we would all strongly encourage someone to have because it does set the tone Mm -hmm. and it is what employers are looking for. So going back a handful of years ago, objective used to be a very common thing needed for the top of the resume. And that's an outdated practice. So if anyone ever says you need an objective, disregard that advice, not need it, because the objective is this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. But as you said, this is the attention getter. Mm -hmm. This is what's motivating them to look at rest of the resume. So to be able to identify your pitch, to get it down here on paper, presenting it in three to four lines, being able to motivate that reader, that employer to see these core things that are then reinforced throughout rest of the resume, it helps that seven second review Mm -hmm. turn into a full document review. And you can see the parallels, the way that you've laid it out with the elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. It's that, you know, here's who I am as a professional and here's some highlights of my skills and my background and, you know, my motivation or how I connect with with you and your goals. I love that. And I think Mm -hmm. that you know, we, we don't always have the opportunity, right, to meet the employer in person to be mm-hmm. able to give that elevator pitch. So it's, I think, a good idea to think of this as a way mm-hmm. of being able to give that pitch. And then thinking about it in terms of if I was at a job fair and I talked to a recruiter and I gave them my pitch, the hope would be they'd want to continue the conversation and learn more. It's the same thing with your resume. The hope is that they read this and then instead of moving on to the next resume, they're intrigued enough (laughs) that they want to give a bit more time to the rest of the resume and then hopefully invite you in (laughs) to have that conversation, right? To have that interview. So I think it is worth spending Mm -hmm. a little bit of extra time. Uh, And then you mentioned something really important, which is to customize it for each employer. And I would say this section, even almost of all the sections of the resume, is probably one of the most customizable Mm -hmm. parts. Uh, It doesn't mean we we shouldn't look at bullet points and, you know, all the different other areas. But this one especially, it may not mean that you have to completely change it. But looking at the job posting, they might use a different word. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for them, they don't use InDesign in this example, right? Maybe they use a different design software. So then instead of saying InDesign, you might say, you know, graphic design software mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's just kind of helping them understand that you know that kind of software instead of this specific one. So that's just a little example, but the idea is, you know, try to, again, for that ATS <laughs> that we talk about and try to match up the vocabulary, but also with those goals, right? That might be different depending on uh, the company as well. Yeah, I really liked how you said to use specific language catered to the industry. I thought of an example because uh, I did a presentation with massage therapy and we were talking about the different ways that they um, describe clients, right? So you can have clients or customers or patients, you know, or is it a spa, you know, versus a, I don't know. A clinic. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) A spa versus a clinic. So it's really important to customize that language. That's a really great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is an important, important part. And it's definitely customizable. Mm -hmm. 
thank you for your thoughts, everybody. Well, Michelle, thank you for going through that. And a lot of what you just talked about does address our listener question. And I'm going to expand on it. So this week, our listener question is, do I need a different resume for each application? So from our last conversation and previous conversations, hopefully you realize the answer is yes, right? Mm -hmm. Our resume always needs to be different, but we always bring it back up because we know people don't like that answer. People like to make their resume and be done. Right. Uh, so let's just talk about why it's so important. You've heard a little bit about that as we've been talking about today. And then I'm going to share some tips on how to maybe help you be a little bit more efficient in customizing your resume each time. So we heard earlier about the ATS, the applicant tracking software, applicant tracking systems that employers are using. This is part of that first round of evaluation. So how does our resume align with what they're looking for. But then there's also that seven second review. How much time is an employer actually looking at the resume? If our content isn't personalized, the ATS isn't going to advance us to a person's eye. If that person's eye isn't seeing what they need to see for that specific position, they're moving forward. Right? So that's why we need to be doing it. Because if we're not, we're getting lost in the shuffle. So how can we approach this process and not spend all our time always writing resumes? I like to break the resume down into three different categories. Our first category is going to be what I refer to as a bank resume, or maybe this is a vault. It just has all our content. This is a reference document for ourselves. We can think of different ways to present ideas, and we just keep applying it to this resume. This could end up being eight pages, as long as you need it to be. But it's just a document that you could go back to and look at as you're doing your research, as you're identifying these industry terms, different ways to explain your past experiences. You have that all in one centralized location. So then once we build that up and we're set to start doing some job searching, we can transition into this second category of a resume, which is our targeted resume. So now we're looking for jobs, and we identify different job titles. So maybe I'm looking for jobs X, A, and Z. So now that we have these different targeted goals or these objectives that we're seeking out, we build resumes for each of these different job titles. So we can go back to our bank resume where we have all these different ideas and start pull, pulling that together. We could go back to our research and identify Here's how we would describe this job. So now we have these different resumes that are targeted specifically to job titles. So once we have those built up and we're actually searching for jobs, now we find a posting for job X. So we're going to take resume, our targeted resume for job X, and we're going to read that employer's job description. We're going to find their language. So now we just go in and we massage that targeted resume to make a tailored resume. So now this tailored resume has that specific language of that employer. So then when we submit it in that application, it's going to have what that ETS is looking for because that tends to be more of a keyword search. We can also make sure, or it's going to have that language 
that's going to intrigue that employer. We make sure that we're emphasizing this in that summary to draw them in throughout the bullets, these other areas to reinforce these core ideas. So now that employer has looked at this tailored resume that we made and we're gaining our success. So yeah, that's a lot of upfront work to think of different ways to present that information on a bank resume and then you start building these different targeted resumes. But once we have these targeted resumes, any job title that we find that is alignment to those targeted, we just quickly tailor these last resumes that will get recognized as we move forward. Any other personalization tips that you guys have? I know the one thing I'll say is, I would say if it's a job that you're like, well, I don't know, this could be interesting, but I'm not, I'm not really sure, then okay, take 10 minutes and just do your best to you know, clean it up and focus on what you want. Um, but if it's a job that you really want, like this, oh, this is like exactly what I want to do. It's in the right location. It's, you know, all of the things. Well, then let's spend a half hour on it and, you know, make it, make it work, you know, switch the bullet points around so that they're in the order that will make the best impact for this job. Or maybe, you know, go to your bank resume. I love that idea. And kind of like, you know, cause sometimes it's like, Oh, you know what? Like three weeks ago I did a resume for a similar job and I really like the ones I wrote for that. So I'm going to pull those over, you know, but, um, but spend the time if it's a job that you're really interested in. Yeah, because so many times people will come in and say, I'm applying to 100 jobs a day <laughs> and I'm not getting any results. Well, that's the issue. So that personalization yeah. will lead to results. So I hope you found this helpful. And if you have questions that you want us to answer in the future, submit that to careerpodcast at cod.edu or on social media at COD Career Center. And you may hear that answer in a future episode. Thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning in. Um, we hope that now you're ready to create a resume summary that's going to help you stand out to an employer and also allow you to pitch who you are as a professional. Tune in next time as we focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the job search. <laughs>